from the newsroom of the Red and Black, I'm Luke Guillory. This is the front page. This week, we'll be looking into each student government association executive ticket, diving into each platform to inform you on who you can vote for on election day, February 26th. We'll talk with our social media editor and SGA beat reporter, Megan Middlehammer. I'm Kira Posey, and we're here with Megan Middlehammer, who covers the Student Government Association. Hey, Megan. Hey, Kira. So campaigning for the SGA tickets began on Monday. Um, when are the elections, and how can people vote? So campaigning runs until February 26th, but voting opens on February 24th, and students can access that via the Involvement Network, which is involve.uga.edu or you can access it on the UGA app. So there's a lot to cover here. There are three tickets, um, Beyond, Unite, and Forward. Um, and we know there's a lot to digest with each of them, so we'll just take it one by one. Um, so first, can you tell us about the Beyond ticket and their platform? Hi, it's Luke again. Megan misspoke to start this question, but she's actually speaking about Brianna Hayes, the presidential candidate for the Beyond ticket. The presidential candidate for Beyond, and she has been a senator. And she also created um, the program Rise for rural students on campus, and she did that through SGA. And Hannah Payne and Matthew McDaniel, who are the other two names on the ticket, um, are also involved in SGA. Hannah as the legislative comms director, and Matthew McDaniel as the pro tem of the Senate. And so Beyond's platform is really composed of three main points, and that is create, uplift, and engage. So they're hoping to create new programs and making sure students don't feel overwhelmed or intimidated on campus, but they can find their place. And by uplifting uh, students, they're looking to explore and learn from the diverse communities that make up UGA's campus, and they're actively looking for solutions to uplift the entire student experience. And finally, their third platform point is to engage, and they're looking to go beyond the UGA community. University of Georgia, we take a lot from Athens. Um, we really rely on this community a lot. It's a great place, but we don't give back enough. And so we really want to go beyond the arch. One of those things that we want to do to accomplish that is SGA every month. We would like to have a community service project that the entire organization from the top down works on. Uh, I really believe that leadership comes from the top down. And so if that heart of service is seen in us and we're the first ones out there doing it and working with people in the community and not just on this campus, that everyone else will follow. So going off of that, they want to reach out like beyond the arch off UGA's campus and they want to service the community of Athens. Um, how do they plan to do that and how realistic do you think that is? That's a good question, Kira. So I'm not quite sure how open Athens businesses or organizations will be to SGA kind of coming in. I don't really know what their plans are to go out into the community. I just know that that's something that they've talked about. Besides that, what are some other of the like deliverables that they're promising? So one thing I saw on their Instagram story involved uh, first year living learning communities. And I thought that was interesting because it does sound very difficult to accomplish under their uplift column. They've talked about more affordable campus food options and a new organization startup fund. And I know that startup fund is very important to them because Matthew McDaniel uh, established the professional clothing closet on campus. 
and he has kind of been through the process of setting that up so he knows how hard it is to establish an organization and same thing with Brianna and Rise. Um, so I think they try to want to make that process easier for students. So you said that they're also like really experienced with SGA. Um, so how did they like get into the campaign and why did they decide to run? So Beyond's ticket came from the idea of SGA going above and beyond. They said that it applies to their goal of going beyond the arch, like we just talked about. I think it's just like they have been involved with the process and now they're kind of taking the next steps. I know that Hannah had said that she never really saw herself doing something like this, but I think collectively as a group, they thought that they'd be the best ticket. So let's move on to Unite, which is the ticket that you interviewed. Tell us about their platform. Unite's platform is also based off of three prongs, and that's sustainability, accountability, and visibility. So what Awesome, Cheryl, and Carson are trying to do is really engage with all different groups and diverse backgrounds on campus and trying to bring them into the conversation. One element from our interview that I remember is Awesome saying that, you know, I, I as a South Asian Muslim 21 year old cannot represent the experience of a trans woman of color on this campus. Mm -hmm. And it's not about us getting to the table with our seat and representing students because how are we going to represent students like that that we don't represent it's about getting to the table and pulling up more chairs so that students can advocate on behalf of themselves because no one knows how to advocate on behalf of themselves better than that individual they're just three students with three distinct experiences and they can't represent all thirty-eight thousand on campus so like you said, presidential candidate Awesome Ahmed said that they can't represent all 38,000 students at UGA. Um, yeah, what did he mean by that? Can you expand a little bit more on what you just said? They just realized that because they don't want to speak for other groups, they want those groups to speak for themselves. So by bringing them into the conversation and putting them, like giving them a seat at the table, they're able to hear from them directly to work together more than just like being their voice, having them letting those groups have their own voice. Like I said, um, the presidential candidate is named Awesome Ahmed, and he was a bit critical of their of previous SGA elections, saying that past tickets have used vague terms and promises. Um, how has Unite avoided that? I think for the three tickets as a whole, it is very difficult to not use buzzwords like diversity and inclusivity um, and access and kind of things like that. So I think what voters should kind of look out for is what their specific platforms are and really realize if that's something that they could see SGA doing or think that if it would be feasible. For Unite, for them combating like kind of the, the buzzwords that are found in every campaign, I think what they want to try to do is pop this involvement network bubble that they've discussed. Um, and they didn't mention it like specifically, but we talked about the Center for Student Activities and Involvement. And so they kind of want to try to pop this bubble or burst this bubble. And I think by doing that, they want to pull up more seats at the table. And so they're saying that, but then they still use like the kind of buzzwords. But I mean, I think that's kind of inevitable in a campaign like this when students don't really know a lot about what SGA does. So by using these terms, it kind of like gets them to click on their website or like them on Instagram. And if they are elected, what are some deliverables that they're promising? Cheryl talked about creating a fund to facilitate postgraduate endeavors. 
Um, so for students that want to go beyond getting an undergraduate degree, but they want to take the LSAT or the MCAT, those books are really expensive. And so they want to, they've already been talking to UGA admin and different groups on campus about how they can feasibly implement um, starting a fund to have those books available for students to use so they don't have to pay out of pocket because um, Cheryl mentioned that she thought it was very unfair that students who are able to pay for these books like do better than those who can't pay for the books. And, and that vice presidential candidate Cheryl Guapung um, is new to SGA. Does that pose any challenges to their campaign? Yeah so I asked her about that. I said why would you want to get involved with SGA having not been in it before and she said Carson and Austin really inspired her um, to understand all of the possibilities that SGA has to bring to students and she said that she represents a large portion of the population that doesn't know about SGA or what it does but she thinks that they would benefit from learning about the resources and she also thinks that her diversity makes her qualified to increase representation in certain SGA positions. Awesome. Um, so let's move on to the last ticket. Um, their ticket is called Forward. Um, so can you tell us about their campaign? So Forward's platform is focusing on inclusion, sincerity, perspective, and accessibility. So this ticket is interesting because none of them have any SGA experience. So, you know, a lot of people will probably, you know, identify us as maybe anti-establishment or the outsider ticket, but that's really, we're just trying to provide perspective to yep. SGA. We're not, SGA is a leadership organization at the end of the day. And so we're all leaders within our campus. Yeah. So it's interesting to kind of see this dark horse um, ticket come in and really make a big wave so far, at least on the social media accounts. Yeah, can you explain that big wave on social media? Yeah, um, so I guess I don't really have much to compare it to because I didn't really follow this last year. Um, but now since my life revolves around SGA, keeping track of the tickets on Instagram and Twitter and checking out their websites, it's been a, a like a big deal of just people re-promoting them on an Instagram story or an Instagram post and just like the amount they've had and it's, it hasn't even been 24 hours since the launch um, and they campaign all the time and all the tickets are out there. Um, so just seeing that already they have this kind of big backing is, I think, interesting to see. So like you said, none of them have served on SGA before. So would that prove any challenges to their campaign or how could it benefit them? Mm, I think it could benefit them because they are like an outsider group. And so that might appeal to um, students who want to vote for a ticket that is kind of anti-establishment, anti the involvement network bubble, so to say. Um, and really just want to see three people come in and make some changes that just might be appealing to some voters. So I feel like the other two tickets have experience like running and being involved in campaigning. And so this is all new to Forward. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle it because it is like a, a grinding process. And it'll be interesting to see how much legwork they've put into it before going in because by the end you'll be able to tell if they're tired, if they're out of energy. And then another thing to add is like, if they really understand the rules because there's an elections code that the tickets have to follow, by not being an SGA, they might not fully understand everything. And so that might put them at a disadvantage or an opportunity for them to get sanctioned later on down the line. So if somebody is sanctioned, like how does that work? Okay, so that's a good question that a lot of people don't really know anything about. 
so the elections code is pretty broad and covers a lot of different areas so like an example of a small sanction um, campaigning started on the 17th at midnight so if they had done if a ticket had done any sort of campaigning beforehand and that can be as small as like talking to individuals like face to face like no mention of it but talking to other people like hey I'm running could you think about supporting me or posting something on Instagram even like their profile picture for the ticket on their Instagram and making it public, that would also be a sanction. And so for these elections, um, how do endorsements work? Like who endorses these candidates? And also who can vote? For endorsements, they started collecting endorsements before campaigning began. So before the 17th. You can get endorsements from clubs on campus, organizations on campus, like Greek life organizations, so like Forward, for example, is a very Greek life heavy ticket and they have a lot of Greek life endorsements. So everyone can vote and it's very easy to do. You just have to be a UGA student and you can access the ballot via the involvement network. So like you've said, campaigning began on Monday, February 17th. So what are people's responses so far? And um, do you have any predictions for how things are going? So Sam, who's my other SGA beat reporter, and I were up for the launch. And I've never really witnessed anything like it on social media. Like there are always big waves on social media for like certain causes and things. But I've never seen it like for this targeted of an audience. Um, because it does seem like UGA is a very big group. We're obviously not like national or worldwide or anything, but midnight hit, the websites launched, the Instagram profiles were up, the Facebook and the Twitters were up, um, there were typos, there were um, edits being made like while everything was going up, um, tons of followers, tons of follow requests and accepts and it seemed like a big deal and now everything's kind of died down but do I have any predictions not really I guess it just depends on voter turnout is significantly small compared to the amount of students on campus last year was the highest voting turnout and that was around 8,000 votes so it'll be interesting to see if these three tickets will create enough of a movement on campus to get even more people to turn out and vote. And then which tickets will get certain voting blocks. Then it'll be interesting for three tickets this year because for in order for a ticket to win, they have to receive over 40% of the vote, which is a really significant amount. And with three tickets, it might be split to where that doesn't happen. And so then the top two would go to a runoff and those results would be announced the 28th. And if there is a runoff, like how does that process work? First, I'll start if there's not a runoff. Um, campaigning will end on the 26th and voting will close at noon and then results will be announced in the Tate Center Plaza at 5 p.m. So if that happens and there is no clear winner, the top two will go to a runoff and the voting link will reopen and campaigning will start again and then it will be announced the 28th, February 28th. Awesome. Well, thank you, Megan, for this explainer. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Happy to help. We also wanted to say that at the time of recording, the SGA executive ticket debate hadn't taken place yet, but it occurred in the UGA chapel on Wednesday at 7 p.m., moderated by the Red and Black staff writer Aaron Schilling. 
check out our coverage of the debate on our website and stay tuned for all future SGA coverage. And that was The Front Page. Our show is produced by Kira Posey and myself, Luke Guillory. Grab a copy of The Red and Black in newsstands on campus or around Athens. Thanks for listening. We hope you tune in next week.